0: Welcome to Reverb Roundtable, a weekly show that brings the brightest creative minds and digital producers in sports, entertainment, politics, news, and more to share their stories and strategies that will help you become a better leader and creator. This podcast is hosted by Clark Campbell, the founder and CEO of Reverb Agency, an event media production company where the goal is always to make great events look great online. When it comes to making real-time content, you have to balance the get the moment with get it out quickly. And sometimes you have to miss one in the pursuit of the other. On today's episode, we are joined by three incredible sports photographers, Shauna Lockwood from Auburn University, Chamberlain Lockett Smith from Mississippi State, and Fred Daniels, who we met while working SEC championships. In this conversation, we dive into how they balance this moment versus speed game, the technical workflows that help them move quickly, and we hear some pretty great stories. Now onto this week's episode, here's your host, Clark Campbell.
1: Well, thank you, Tessa. You did such a good job on the introduction, and we also like snapped and you were here on set. I'm here today. Somehow we, we convinced Tessa to join us on this week's podcast. Why?
0: well because we're talking to photographers we're talking and to
1: photographers i'm and a photographer <laughs> yeah 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 it took a lot of uh like uh kind of trying to convince her to come over here but you know what tessa is so good um at at photography and creative direction that we thought why not bring Tessa into this conversation as she said we're interviewing some amazing photographers from the southeastern conference uh we absolutely love their work i'm just gonna go ahead and call out their work real quick um, we have chamberlain smith she is was from the University of Georgia. She just took a new job. We'll talk about that in a second. Look at these amazing photos. Fred Daniels. He's a contractor and he does all kinds of work from the SEC to really big clients. I don't even know if he's allowed to talk about them. They're so they're so big. We'll we'll see what he says if he can talk about them in a minute. And then Shauna Lockwood. Uh, I'm a little biased on inviting Shauna because she is a photographer at the University at Auburn University. Excuse me. Auburn University. At the university. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only university I care about. And so look at these amazing photos that they've all uh, done recently. We're going to bring them in here. If you're watching, some of you are listening, but you need to go look at our YouTube uh, page here. Let's bring them in. Uh, Chamberlain, Fred, and Shauna. Good morning, everybody. Morning. Good, morning. Good to have you here. Thanks for being here. Um, I just found out right before we started, they hadn't even met.
0: No, none of them had met, which is... Crazy. We didn't. We didn't know that.
1: <laughs> we did not know that. But um, uh, Shauna, meet Chamberlain, meet Fred. Congratulations. We're all. You're now. In this, Good morning, everybody. We're, we're around oh, around yeah. yeah. uh, We have to be friends. We're we're friends before. now. So yeah, yeah. we <laughs> we um. This is our first time having multiple people on the Reaver Brown table, and we love helping creators and leaders just get better and be better storytellers in real time. And photography, Tessa, it's important, right? Why is photography so important? I don't know. I'm putting you on the I spot mean, real quick
0: it's it encompasses an emotion a lot of times yeah. especially in in sports you can like freeze frame something incredible to happen that becomes iconic sometimes so true. it's just i love photography It's so yeah
1: and, and tessa <laughs> really does an amazing job with with gifts and uh, do like it. taking moments that can just be so powerful. And photography helps us tell better stories. So does video, but we think photography is powerful. And so that, that brings us back to why Chamberlain, why Shauna, why Fred? Um, We have interacted with them some on Instagram over the years. We've worked with, worked with Fred. Um, Chamberlain was the first in this conversation that I was (laughs) like, I saw her Instagram, the photos she was doing at university of Georgia. So we're going to start with her. And I was like, what? I didn't know you could do sports photography this Good. Like it was incredible. And I reached out to her, and some of you may know Chamberlain from a little incident. A little incident. Uh, we might be able to throw it up on the screen here in a second. She was, I heard, trucked. Uh trucked mm-hmm. by a University of Georgia football mm-hmm. player at an Auburn game in Auburn as her cat walks through it. Yeah, yeah. as much cat as you want. Uh, that, that softens the blow. No pun intended. Yeah, um, Chamberlain, good morning. Uh tell us real quickly, you guys have some breaking news. Tell us about yourself, what you've done at Georgia, and where you're going next.
2: Well, I started at Georgia um, in 2019 as an intern with absolutely no sports experience. So my sports portfolio has been built entirely in the past 18 months, and I have a lot to show for it now after being at such a big school for that short short amount of time. Um, and I was just hired as a full-time staff photographer at Mississippi State, so I'll be leaving uh, one Bulldog, Bulldog. to go to another one full-time. So I'm really excited oh, your about that. Go
1: Bulldogs
3: is universal now. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, well, it's incredible. Did it you is. say
2: 18 months? Yes, I sports. Started August 2019, and that was my first introduction to sports. Really.
1: That's awesome. So, Thanks for being here. Alone. We're going to ask you a couple questions here in a second. I'm going to hop over okay. to Fred. Um, Fred, tell us where you where, where you live, what do you do, and you're a contractor. We work with you at the SEC. Tell us about
3: yourself. Okay, uh, I'm living in Atlanta right now. Um, originally from Chicago. Uh, it's too cold up there, so I'm in the South now. Um, I've been working with the SEC for three and a half years now. Started with the sec championship game in 2017 i want to say that was the first one um shout out to lauren she uh, reached out to me via instagram she's seen what i was doing with the big 10 uh conference the prior years said, hey what you're doing for them can you do that for us and i was like yes i can and yeah. i've never shot football before I was like, I don't even know if I have the right lenses for this because it's such a big field. I'm so used to just basketball and like Mm -hmm. up close things. I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready and I just was put in there, it was like think or swim and I'm still swimming, so (laughs) thankful. You made it. it. I'm I'm making it. Still making it. Thank God. Yeah,
1: you are. are. (laughs) And Shauna, last but not least, War Eagle, by the way. Um, (laughs) Shauna has just been at Auburn for a short time, but she has an extensive uh, career so far in in photography with some big brands. Shauna, tell us a little bit about yourself.
4: Yeah, I tripped and fell into sports photography. I got a master's from Auburn in technical writing, Mm -hmm. which is the antithesis of sports photography it's like (laughs) you're working on documents um and it's a lot of it is just kind of uh what we used to call cya documents at southwest airlines where it's just you have to have everything and make sure the faa signs off on it because i worked on what was the um quick reference handbook which is what they use in an emergency in flight and that was how i got started that was my first job out of college um but while i was getting that degree at auburn I worked with the yearbook on their photo staff, just as kind of like, Oh, this is my extracurricular, like whatever I'll meet people. It'll be fun. Um, but then they set me up to do football games and it's, I wound up really loving it. Um, still didn't think of it as a career, but I just really enjoyed it. And like, so I just talked to everybody and kind of made connections and thank God for Cam Newton because we had a championship season mm-hmm. while I was in college for the yearbook. And so then that brought in all this national media, Mm -hmm. and it basically directly led to me getting a job because i met my future boss that way again not intending to work in sports but just kind of naturally being super interested in it Mm -hmm. um and then yeah so i worked at southwest for a year and pestered um this one particular contact um about getting a job in sports because i knew pretty early on into the cubicle life that like i love southwest but I just wasn't really meant for I think being in a cubicle and and working on documents. Um, And I just got really fortunate that at that time, his company was being bought by USA today. So sort of everything literally it just kind of the dominoes sort of just like lined up for me. I, I really feel like I tripped and fell into it. And so the role though, to get in there full time with sports was as a photo editor. And so that's what I wanted doing for six years with USA Today. And I, I shot as much as I could because that was really where my passion was. But, um, that got me into doing editing the Sochi Olympics in 2014. Um, and I graduated in 2011 from Auburn with like no intention of working in sports. And then like that amount of time later, I got to do this really big thing. So it's just crazy how stuff works out that you don't even plan on remotely. Um, so yeah, I, I stayed with editing, um, for six years and twenty seventeen I, I asked them I'm like, look, do you have a city where maybe you don't have enough photographers that I could go and shoot and not be like putting a freelancer out? And they were like, Well, we got a food and Houston was one of them. And I'm like, okay, it's warm there. So sure. I'll do that. Um and after having lived in Texas before, I figured, you know, culturally I could just plug right in. And then that turned out to be the World Series season they had no big, um, just
1: walked into a couple of moments huh
4: literally very much tripped and fell into into a lot of stuff and was very fortunate but um yeah i really wanted to do professional sports i covered a lot of auburn football which was which was cool but i really hi kitty <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you're living <laughs> on the podcast there is a cat <laughs> but hold on real quick real, real quick um, chamberlain what's your kitty mm-hmm. what's your cat's name phone number
2: her <laughs> what's name is <laughs>
1: Moon, 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 awesome! Yes. Um, like thank it. you, thank you, thank you. That no, was very important, very important. In the we middle of Tasha's. Uh, Sorry, yeah, I get
4: I Um Yeah, so I, I got to I got to Houston at a pretty good time and got to do some professional sports and just really that cemented my love of just getting to do the photography side of it. And from that on, I really wanted to move into doing photography full time versus editing. Um, I learned a lot from the editing and as we'll be probably talking about like on a wire service deadline kind of situation i learned yep. a lot um and yeah it just happened to kind of work out as i was really gaining that momentum of like just that wanting so bad to be a photographer and not an editor um the auburn job opened up and I really january,
1: right you just started in january
4: yeah that last moment? year i got in like a nice two months before the shutdown um mm. so <laughs> it's been an experience right time. Uh, yeah yeah, but it's been really, it's been really good. So
1: that's amazing.
4: That's kind of my story.
1: <laughs> Tessa, we'll we'll get into the speed in just a second, but we have a question about like storytelling, and, and I'm gonna leave this out there for all of you. Um, what role does photography play in storytelling? Whoever wants to answer this, I'm curious from a philosophical level. Um, Shauna, I know you your background is in writing. Um, I'm sure you tell stories Chamberlain with with photos. So I've seen I Mm -hmm. know you're thinking about it. Um Fred, same with you. So whoever wants to answer it, what role does photography play in actual storytelling? Because it's not words, it's images. Putting you guys
4: Um, a story at a time.
2: (laughs) Um I have a journalism background that's what I studied in college mm-hmm. and I got a photojournalism degree so I learned like very early on how photos play a role in telling a journalistic story or a written story so um, it's more than just an art piece that accompanies words. It's something that can stand alone on its own. And you're able to look at it and understand kind of the direction of where the story is going or more of the emotion that you wouldn't see necessarily just from reading something. Um, I think they're both equally important, but photos do, um, a totally different job in the role of storytelling. It's just so much more visual, obviously.
1: Sure.
0: Uh, that's such an interesting approach through journalism. That's also we, kind of we talk about both it all of the time. us like yeah. also look to journalism to kind of lead where we go, yeah. and so we love that that it all just keeps coming back to that. Honestly,
1: we always say that if we were to hire someone tomorrow as a photographer or videographer for our our team, they need a background in journalism. Um, so that's awesome. You said it, Fred, Shauna. Either one of you have a thought about it?
3: Um, I think it's very important because we tend to see stuff that not, you know, a video can't see. Um, we can show a perspective that if it's on TV or anything like they're not seeing, we can show a fan that's given an emotion that is happening to the game that, you know, people are not seeing. So it lets them in to, you know, what's really happening. And like you said, emotion, you know, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a big emotion thing and you know, I'm a person with, I remember when i was younger i would look at books and you remember the books will have like the section for just pictures in the middle <laughs> i would flip straight to the pictures first because i want to see like i'll read later i just want to see what the pictures were so i can get an understanding like oh so this is what they're going to talk about this is something that was happening at this time then it'll give me a better understanding when i read it's like okay now i understand their facial emotions or this mad emotion you know whatever it is but with sports i think it's a you know very good thing that photography is there because we are we are like the backbone of documenting. I think
1: it's good. It's good. Sean, yeah, like, anything you want to add to that?
4: Yeah. I've been thinking a lot about like the visual literacy, I guess of the students now, like, and the people that are looking at our work, especially if you think about like recruits and stuff, I'm like, I feel like photographers it's on us to keep up with how story the modes of storytelling now and kind of like the visuals that they're drawn to, because I'm thinking too about like, not only from a historical perspective for like the university and the students that are here, but the students who might be thinking about coming here. I've been thinking a lot about just trying to, and Chamberlain, I know you do this really well, like keeping up with sort of the current visual style so that like people, when they see your brand, they connect with it a little bit more and just trying to keep things fresh and challenge yourself with that. Because I feel like, the way that we're telling stories is always changing and it's, it's one of my favorite aspects of the job is trying to keep up with what the current version of that is and also maintain my own style but also exploring like tones and not even just an expression on somebody's face but like how you can tone it to also mm-hmm. round out that feeling of that emotion because like warm colors will do something to you and then cooler colors would do something mm-hmm. to you It can shift the whole mood of something with that. So that's part, actually just one of my favorite parts of job is figuring out how to bring emotion in with even more than just like an expression that you see in a picture.
1: That's fascinating. Um, I'm not even a, I can't even say I'm a professional photographer at all, but the, the visual <laughs> literacy you just described, um, I get it. I totally get it. Um, so moving from story to like workflow, Tess has a question just a second, but I'll set it up with this. Many photographers that are at events, whether it's sports, entertainment, news, whatever. There's a balance between getting the right moment and how to get it out quickly. Like, it's, it's very hard. It's very challenging because you don't want to miss a moment. Because sometimes if you if you jump the gun, so you've got to really be great at your workflow. Tessa.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's multiple parts to to getting those moments. Part of it's a gut feeling. And the other part is like getting it so that your workflow is is. In, a, in order so that you know exactly what you're doing. So I was just curious, like what are the workflows you all work with um, in order to get stuff out quickly? Cause I know all you probably have a different workflow that works for you.
3: Um, I would start, my workflow is uh, pretty sporadic, I'll say, depending on the event, uh, depending on the location of my gear, my computer, um that's a big thing for me if we're basketball and I'm courtside if it's football and I'm in a back you know media area that also determines how fast I get stuff out it wasn't until I think about 2015 I realized that photographers had runners you know to run their cars for them that was so new to me because that was around the time I realized that um you know these Instagram accounts were doing like live posts and I'm like what is this like I have no idea. I reached out to a guy. He's like, Oh yeah, I just have a runner. So I'm thinking he's doing this on his own. And I'm like, Oh no, he has help. So that, um, uh, my workflow is really just depending on where I am and the needs of the client as well. Cause if the client said, Hey, we need this, then I'm going to produce at that level, no matter how, mm-hmm. you know, I do it, it's, it's going to get done. But if they say, Hey, just take your time and, you know, get us stuff over time, then I'm gonna make sure I stay for that extra Play. If it's a big play, I know it might be another play. You can sometimes with sports, you can feel that energy and you can know, like, okay, somebody's getting, you know, somebody's getting hot right now. He might catch another pass or he might dunk this or still, you know, it's something that you can feel with sports that's like, all right, I might need to stay or I can go ahead and go and, you know, drop this for the client.
0: I think that's like one of the most fun things about photography is that the longer you do it, especially in like a live event sports environment, the better you can feel Mm -hmm. what's going to happen. And like, obviously you can't always predict it, but you can kind of feel where it might be going. And that's just such a fun thing to watch build up over time. Yeah.
1: Shauna, Chamberlain, either of you.
2: Chamberlain, you can go ahead if you want. Um, Yeah, I think it, it definitely depends on what the event is. For me, the client is Georgia because that's just who I work for. Um, So it's kind of the same people across the board every time, but the sport kind of differentiates what my workflow needs to be Um, because a football image is going to need to get out a lot quicker, usually than like a soccer image, Um, because you have a lot more eyes on what's happening. Um, So we use any kind of timeout that we have to try and Wi-Fi transfer or drop photos onto our phone that we can edit really quickly and either text or put in like a Dropbox for whoever's running the social account. Um, we do that for like our biggest sports, football, both the basketball, gymnastics. Um, and when it comes to the other sports, normally I would just wait until there's a halftime, there's a break. And then I go in and try to edit a couple that I could send to, the sports information director who's running the account when they don't have dedicated people to do it. Um, but the bulk of the work comes like a halftime or after the game, but the, the quickness factor is like, okay, there's the media timeout. I have three minutes to get, you know, a touchdown photo out to our social person because we want it turned around instantly. So people watching the game at home see the play and then within a couple minutes, they see it on their, their Twitter feed.
0: So did you say that you were editing those images on your phone?
2: I do. um, I guess some people might just send them and the social person would edit them. But normally I just have something kind of ready in, you know, Lightroom mobile and I'll paste it onto all the photos, make sure it looks okay. And then do a quick like batch edit and export because it might be three or four photos. Um, And you just have to get like kind of a quick workflow down of knowing what works for you because... That could take a long time on the computer, but you might only have one to two minutes to do that during the game so that you don't miss what's happening next because your hands are locked up doing something else.
0: Oh, that's incredible. That lets, that lets you stay on the field. So that's, mm-hmm. that's great. We should try that.
3: Yeah, we should, try. <laughs> we <laughs> we should give you, that a try. <laughs> we're going to try take, take notes. Oh, we, Taking notes. Taking notes here. Note. Show notes.
1: Show notes.
0: Oh, yes. We, we talk have, about this at the end, but yeah. we are providing show notes for this episode at the end. We'll tell you how, yep. but we'll Sh- have notes on Shauna, all these go good things are telling
4: us. You got it now. Yeah. So I've edited Super Bowls and Olympics and all this stuff where we, they literally have a line in the camera and we just get a live feed straight from the camera. So my level of speed is like that. Our boss, you know, we were going up against AP and Getty for a lot of years. And I mean, they still are, but like, you're trying to compete with these people who have been doing it for a really long time. And like, it wasn't like we were spring chickens, but we were kind of the newest on the scene. And our biggest competitive edge was... Speed, if it could be faster. Like, if you can get it on the line sooner than everybody else, then that's something because now it's basically kind of what gets out first, kind of what takes off usually. Mm-hmm. So, my for years, you know, I just had it drilled into me, speed is the biggest thing. And so, when I get to Auburn if, at first, it was like just thinking of sending something at the end of a game was like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. Like, I have to send like a live feed. And so, um, one of my things I did when I first got here was, um, Get Wi Fi transmitters for the cameras so we could just yep. send out. I linked it up to Photo Shelter because I had done FTP transmits before with my USA Today work. And I wanted to kind of bring that here, especially as we went into a, a pandemic football season where they were talking about maybe not having news agencies. And I was thinking we might have to be like a pool agency for like everybody and create a live captioned, edited, news ready wire from just you know two photographers and some students so i was trying to figure out ways to like do that and not like miss anything for auburn because we're also doing like you know we're the auburn photographers so we need to stay on top of that and not miss anything and so we thankfully had some students who were willing to edit um they couldn't be you know at the event but editing kind of kept them involved so for football um I just set it up. So we both had an FTP drop folder and then we had student editors set up where like at their apartments, (laughs) um, just live editing our stuff and getting it out there. And then social could pull from that same thing. And they had like a social editor that was like working on some stuff and that let us kind of like Chamberlain was talking about, like you, you can stay out there and not miss anything, but you also got to, you know, you send your stuff and you make sure you get locked back in and don't get too caught up, like sending for too long. But that's the workflow I'm kind of going with now. And I'm doing it with other sports too. It's not super refined, but it's still, I'm just dropping some stuff into the FTP for social. And then I worry about kind of doing my full caption edit stuff for like the SEC portal um, at like the halftime and the end game kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so having that line,
1: we need to take some pressure coming. off. You're, you're 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 like y'all are giving us so many questions that we're gonna add that we did not prepare you for giving you a heads oh, up. No. <laughs> um, this is all, so I'm gonna jump right to gear because I know some people that are listening just immediately they judge you based on your gear. Sadly, you know
0: <laughs> photographer's favorite
1: question. Favorite question. So no, ready, not... set, we're gonna start with Chamberlain, go to Fred, then go to Shauna. So gear, give us your gear in 15 seconds. What do you use, Chamberlain?
2: Um. Oh, We've been shooting with Canon 1DXs, uh, myself and the other photographer. Um, That's been the best thing that we've found for speed when it comes to getting a lot of frame rate per second when you're trying to capture like a big play. Um, So Canon 1DX Mark II or Mark III and then always a 70 to 200. That is just like the sports photography workhorse Mm -hmm. for us. It works for every single type of event. And then if you end up at, something where you have to be further back, a football game or new COVID precautions at basketball, where now you're shooting from the rafters. We'll bring in a 300 or 400 to make sure we can still see what's going on. And you don't lose that um, with a shorter lens.
3: Fred, go. Uh, Nikon D4, -hmm. 70 to 200 lens, 35, 1.4. And I usually rent um, because I broke. Clark, you were there when i broke my I 24 to 70 yeah i dropped it uh at the coaches meeting when they were shaking oh. hands and it was so crowded and it fell i said yes yeah, bro uh, i had to pick oh, it up and keep going so i'm still renting that and recently just rented a 120 to 300 and that was like the best thing i could have shot with and i'm gonna try to save up some money and get it for myself but that's all i'm really shooting with this that's all i need is my workhorse and i love it
1: that's awesome Nice. shauna go
4: yeah so another nikon photographer here um I, have, I know <laughs> 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 um, two d5s and uh i've been favoring a 300 lately just because i like that it's the reach but you can carry it without a monopod um 400 for football but yeah 70 to 300 for pretty much everything i have a 50 to uh, 1.4. That's just mine. And I got really into shooting basketball with it last year. Not as much this year because we're further back. But there's just something about a prime lens that that look, it's just delicious. Chris. Yes. Yes. And uh, yeah, I want to get an 85. Um, and then a 14 to 24 is just kind of always like in my bag in case I need to do something. But it's been less so this last year because we can't get close. So that wide angle is kind of like, you know, normally you'd get up in somebody's space and do cool stuff there. But um, that one's kind of staying in the back a little more.
0: Yeah, they're they're not all about being up in people's spaces right now. I don't know why. I don't don't, don't get it. (laughs) The lens will come back around.
1: Okay, you all mentioned something about Wi-Fi.
0: Yes, you talked about your Wi-Fi workflow, which I found really interesting because we've not actually done that. And so if you could dive a little bit more into that, I would love to kind of
4: hear how that works. Yeah, I'm actually curious um, about this editing on the phone thing, because I've just been sending straight to...
2: Yeah, um, for us, the reason we've used Wi-Fi is because we just make sure that our cameras are ones that have Wi-Fi capability, um, which I guess, I don't know about Nikon, but most like upper-level Canons have that, um, and you can just connect the Wi-Fi either to your computer, a tablet, your phone, but the phone is what we always have on the field, so... You connect through the Canon app with the Wi-Fi from the camera, download what you want, and then I use Lightroom Mobile to edit. And this is because we don't have the FTP transmitters. We don't have, you know, Ethernet cable. So we've had to figure out, like, what is the workaround for us? And then if the camera doesn't have Wi-Fi capability, you can use a Wi-Fi um, converter SD card and plug it into the camera. And it automatically turns the camera into a Wi-Fi enabled camera. So I've had to do that for a couple of things. But that's been the only way we could, you know, make it work because we didn't have those other things nice
1: shauna have you or fred ever used wi-fi with um, any of your events
3: this is new to me i'm <laughs> i'm literally taking notes i'm like okay FTP, <laughs> wi-fi cars this is like i said mine is so just i'm a little more laid back i'm not so my workflow is not so demanding as these two which is just mm-hmm. like eat that it, knowing that it can be at that level is like, oh man, I have a lot to learn, which is I'm glad I'm listening, you know, and like I take taking notes, but no, I have not worked with Wi-Fi at all.
4: Yeah, no, part of mine was born out of sort of, well, initially that thought that we wouldn't have news media there. And as coming from that background, I knew I wanted to create a live feed and having worked events where I'd seen all these setups for live feeds. I just was like, Oh my God, we, we can't not do this. And then it turned out they had media there and it wasn't as much of an onus on us to provide that, but it's still, i put the system in place. And at that point I was like, I loved it because during an event when I first started last year, you know, they'd ask for stuff for social and I was out there and I was like, but I don't want to just go back for a tweet. Like that's important, mm-hmm. but also like, I don't want to miss something just so we can have a tweet that, you know, might get 15 likes, like, mm-hmm it's just for me i was really struggling with that dynamic I'm telling of
1: josh but you said that i'm telling josh
4: i know no
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> just kidding.
4: it's important and it's a part of it but i just the thought yeah. of missing a score for something that's a little more ephemeral like i kind of wanted to okay. find a way to to do both and so now that's that's what we do so it was kind of like born out of that and i mean i i for the last few months, we weren't able to use students. So I was covering 14 sports completely by myself. And if I could just offload a little bit of the work of running back to the you know room to try to do, like, do this thing. Um, mm-hmm. And also for some sports we're sending to an SEC portal. And like, I just felt like being able to transmit during a game gets it to social. And then it also gives me my selects already on my computer. I don't have to ingest a card. I just like run some stuff to the SEC and make sure our local media is taken care of. And then I can kind of get back to work. So for me, it was kind of Part of, yes, we can have a live feed. And I love that our social can kind of reflect real time what's going on. But it also was trying to reduce some of my sort of pressure and workload at events because there's just kind of so much going on right now. But,
1: yeah. COVID question for y'all. COVID question. Um, What is the biggest thing you can't wait in your workflow and in your job to return post-COVID? Is it having more people close by? Is it is Using it the Using Yeah, really
4: wide lens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lens. Like, what is proximity.
1: what is it you're most excited about? Say again?
4: Totally proximity. Cause I feel like yeah. going from the news mm-hmm. side to the um, team photographer side, the biggest difference was proximity in my first few months here before the whole world shut down. But like yeah. I had trouble getting close because in my world before, we were media and we had a line and this is where we stayed. And then suddenly yeah. I was expected to get beyond that line and it was a really weird transition for me and then as soon as i'm like accepting and embracing that we have a pandemic that can't get close to anybody <laughs> so i'm dying to get in there because when i see especially like our men's basketball team after a game like celebrating and going crazy knowing last year i was like right here all up in that and this year i'm just kind of watching from a distance as they're mid-court like losing their mind and i'm just like mm, okay it's fine <laughs> that's what i'm looking forward to the most proximity,
1: proximity. Yeah. Shauna proximity, uh, Chamberlain,
3: Fredgo. I'm going same. Uh, I literally just shot the Hawks versus the Lakers game. And I thought, because I do work for the Hawks as well, and they're just like, oh, yeah, you know, you're covered to get on the floor, but the boxes are back now. Yeah. And I get the security, like, no, you're cleared for the 100 level. That's it. Oh, and I'm like, no. Oh, okay great Why well, I bought, uh, rent the, the uh, 120 to 300 lens but it was just so weird to just shoot at the 100 level and you know that angle it just seems like the same and you're trying to get you know different perspectives and it was tough so I definitely uh, agree with proximity like just give me back I don't have to cross that line yet I would love to cross that line you know and you know be a little bit closer than just media but if you can get me on the court you know right now um what i'm looking for chamberlain
2: yeah i agree with that um because you just get pushed back so far um for safety reasons, but it it feels like you miss a lot of things that you normally would have made into amazing photos. So I miss the proximity. I miss the access, being able to go into the locker rooms and shoot something or go into weight rooms or on the buses when they're going places because you just lose a lot of that intimacy that you might normally see in a photo and it becomes just a lot more distanced, which makes sense for what's going on, but people just want to feel together right now. So um, you miss that in the photos that you're seeing because the photographer can't be in that position all the time.
3: So question, I have a question. Fred, go, go. I have a question for the team photographers. Is like, even though it is COVID, I know they're like pressing you guys to, you know, like we still have to get this content. So they're not allowing you to even steal. Cause I see some people are like, like, some schools are allowing, like, one person to be, like, that close. Like, okay, we still understand that there's COVID, but we still get one person at least to get, you know, those shots, and they're not allowing – and mean, you're saying that they're not even allowing you that close, not even team buses, not even
4: – It depends on the school, I think. Um, okay. Like a lot of states, I think a lot of, you know, different schools are approaching it differently. Um, mm-hmm. Some may be testing – oh, no, Chamberlain. Oh, no. No. <laughs> um, well – we can, we can chat until yep, she comes back. Um, yep. Yeah. So Auburn, um, we've been pretty pretty restrictive with stuff, um, and I know some other schools I've seen are getting closer. So I think it just kind of depends on the school. But right now, for for us at Auburn, we are um, we are keeping our distance, and mm-hmm. um, I'm just telling myself it's temporary. Just trying to remember that.
1: Couple more months. Couple more yep. months. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's that's uh. The complexities this year in the last 12 months just made it so much harder for for videographers and photographers, and it puts the the pressure on all of us creators to be more clear and be better storytellers, even though even though we don't have uh, the access that we used to. Um, I have a, a little bit. Slightly off-topic question. Um, sorry, Tessa, to take this. You can not ask Tessa can ask all the technical questions. She's like that's just, so forth. <laughs> um, so when it comes to like balancing when you're when when you're not under the real-time gun, um, like what are some of the things you gain? Because I've looked at Chamberlain's and um, Shauna's Instagram, and there's such amazing beauty and aesthetic and visual literacy i got it visual literacy in your uh uh, what do you get back when you when you when you leave real time or what do you maybe the question is what do you lose whenever you go real time what are some of the fundamental principles workflow things that you lose when you go from you have time versus i have no time philosophical question i get it i hope it's not too high too big
4: Wait. So you mean like doing event stuff versus studio stuff?
1: Yeah. Like I saw this week you were in the, in the, in the dugouts with the teams. Mm -hmm. Like what are some of the, you, you, you gain some things that probably make you feel strong or powerful or, or more in control? Like, do you lose control? Do you lose time? Do you lose, uh, what do you, what do you lose and gain when you leave the real time environment when it comes to Um, storytelling? Well,
4: with studio stuff. I had not done any of that before this job. Um, so I've really just been like obsessive about being able to control light and do that kind of stuff. And I'm trying to bring that into my event stuff more, um, not just with like strobes and stuff, but to try to really kind of do some like the NBA arrival type stuff and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I, so my current mode is I'm obsessed with controlling light because it's mm-hmm. just not been something I've done a lot of before. And so right now I'm, I'm eating up all these opportunities whenever they're like, Hey, we're thinking about the story with this portrait. I'm like, got it. Where is it? Like, let's do it. And I'll bring all this stuff. that's completely unnecessary, but like I'm just having a blast kind of like being a little extra with that because it's new to me. Yeah. So I have a lot of editing to get through. Um, mm-hmm. with some live events that might still be kind of needing a second edit. Um, because I'm sitting in there with my, like, Ooh, like this color looks cool with this, but, um, yeah, that's probably kind of a pandemic, um, thing where we're just like, I know they're trying to also do a little more of those stories to bring in, bring people in a little bit more. So I've been enjoying those moments when I can do that. And I'm actually given a pass to like, get in and get close and focus on this one athlete. But, um, yeah, I hope that continues honestly after, cause I really enjoy doing that kind of stuff.
1: Good. I'm gonna let Tessa take the next question, and then I have a question right for you, Fred. It's coming to you. It's about balancing two teams when when Shauna and Chamberlain get to focus on one team. But Tessa, you got anything before I ask that question?
0: No, nah, you just okay. go ahead. Right, you seem really excited. Fred, so <laughs> I, mean, I
1: am excited about this question. Right. So Fred, at the SEC, one thing you know, um, and maybe mm-hmm. Shauna and Chamberlain, they haven't felt the pressure. Well, maybe sh- Shauna before when she was in other. Uh, uh, parts of the industry but we have to balance <laughs> both teams in a way that makes storytelling so much harder because we want to be like well they're clearly winning but mm-hmm. the sec is like yeah but there's but, there's this mm-hmm. many schools and you gotta be fair and we yep. get it we totally get it how do you do that when you're only one photographer having to cover, cover both ends of the floor fred how do you
3: pull that um got <laughs> um, I don't know. It's just, a. I try to be fair. I don't, I don't have any bias, even though I know it's like, all right, if this team is the number one seed and this team is the number, whatever seed knowing that this team is better, I'm mm-hmm. still going to treat the underdog with the same respect and give them the same level of sure. content as if they were a championship team. Mm-hmm. You know, I want them to still have, you know, I think about when they're done, they can still have those moments. That's what pitchers are for, to, you know, relive those moments. I always say I sacrifice living in the moment so you can relive the moment. So, yeah, I try to make it, you know, equal. It's one half this side, mm-hmm. the other half this side. You know, make sure, you know, I'm evenly yoked is what I like to say. Evenly. So, it's it's tough. It is very, it's very hard, yeah. tough. Um, football is even harder because yeah. – The field is a lot bigger, so I think about runouts. I got to be on a fifty-yard line, going (laughs) this way, this way. You know, hoping I can get, like I say, the same level of content for them both. But it is tough. I don't know how I balance it, but um, y'all, he does.
1: You blow my mind, Fred. Especially football, you blow my mind. I'm like, how in the we couldn't even get it. We had two, three videographers, and we we struggled with moments. And then I'm like, Fred's got it
3: all. Well. then the next day, that Sunday, I'm hurting because I'm literally running around, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get everything and trying to be because there's plenty of times when I think this past SEC game, I was just walking and just walking around to my spot. I seen an open spot and then it's boom, fumble. And I'm like, oh, I got to get it, you know, and I'm there and it's like, OK, but let me make sure I get to the other side and get this perspective. It's It's so hard, but. I'm just thankful that I'm able to balance it and these clients are confident in me to balance it because I definitely say sometimes I wish I could be in just a single team spot, you know. Um, but I know it, the single team spots have their own challenges, but the two balancing two teams is definitely a, it's a tough one.
1: Shauna, you had a big smirk on your face during much of that. Um, <laughs> what kind of feedback or encouragement could you offer our friend, your new friend, our friend Fred?
4: Yeah, I will say, um, as much as I love shooting for, like, a wire service and, like, knowing, you know, USA Today whatever, but, like, I will say, going from that and then going to shooting for a team and then also in a pandemic, I've got, like, all this elbow room and I only have to focus on one team. And it's Mm -hmm. a beautiful thing, I'm not going to lie. It's because I thought for years I just thought, man, it would be kind of nice to not, you know, you have a turn in the game that was unexpected. You think you're set up good and then you're, like, something happens and you're, like, Mm -hmm. I have to run yep. all the way back down to where I just yep. ran here from. And there's less, yep. a lot less of that. Um, so you're mm. probably in better shape. I mean, um, yeah, I will say like, and even now though, for the SEC portal, they want us to, you know, cover for both teams. Cause mm. people aren't sending photographers and it's also just a nice mm. course. Yeah um so but i am finding like for now i am trying to just step into like covering the other team for a a moment like because i tend to get lost in something and try to really work it and i'm like no just pop over there real quick get some stuff you don't have to like go crazy with it get what you need and then get back to where your main focus is and where your position is best angled right now um but yeah i feel that for many years i would be out there like i'm grateful that i'm here and like doing both teams this is really cool (laughs) Um, and now like if I get something cool of another team, I kind of am bummed out a little bit. Cause I'm like, yeah, I can't really do anything. Like just, mm-hmm. Basketball yeah. blew up on the court and I got all this stuff. And I mean, they ran it cause I sent it to the SEC portal, but I was like, it's not the
3: yeah. same. So yeah, there's... I appreciate that freedom though. That's, that's the thing on yeah. my side. I appreciate the freedom of not being, you know, so focused cause I, I don't know. I've never done it, but it's like, it feels like it can get redundant and, you know, shooting the Mm -hmm. same people and over and over in the same, it's just like, I appreciate the freedom, but also like I say, the work is sometimes 10 times as much, like Mm -hmm. I say, a lot of,
4: I think it balances out probably, but Mm -hmm. I definitely like, I just Mm -hmm. having flashbacks when you were talking about like that moment Mm -hmm. of feeling like you finally ran to one end of the field and then something happens and you're like,
3: (laughs) I've literally ran a hundred yards because of an interception with year, So I'm, yeah, it's tough. I feel that.
1: Yeah. I'm going to, okay. I'm going to, this question is going to be for all three of you. Um, and it's about, uh, preparing. H- how do you prepare? Tessa, take it away.
0: All right. So we're going to kind of circle back to story a little bit. When we're working at events, we are working in a team where it's like, okay, this is the general story, even though it's going to change. Like we prepare quite a bit so that we can pivot whenever we need to. And so like, how do you all prepare to tell a story through your photos? Um, Even though with sports, it's going to change like 47 more times than how it would in any other event. How do you come in prepared to tell your story?
2: So I think for me, when it comes to the story, I'm thinking about what's overall going to make the story um, understandable to people who aren't necessarily there. So what's the big picture? And that looks like, What's not on the field? What's not right in front of me? What are those little moments happening in the crowd? What's happening in the warm-up? Not necessarily just the biggest play of the game. So you kind of think from start to finish, like anything that's catching your eye that you would notice maybe as a spectator, like this person cheering next to me, like you want to hone in on those things and be able to make it more of a, a collective story of the event versus
4: someone just scored a touchdown and that's the whole story. A hundred
3: percent. I say I, my preparation is uh, looking into like trying to make sure people can feel like they're there even when they're not. So I want to tell, like she said, the whole story from beginning to end. I want you to know like, oh, this was a key moment, but in this key moment, again, emotions. And, you know, so I've had people tell me, hey, Fred, from your stories, I've felt like I was there. And especially now with COVID, with not so many people being there, it's like, hey, we have the opportunity to tell that story 10 times more, you know, with more eyes on us and what we do. So I think that's the preparation, just making sure people can feel like they're there even when they're not.
1: Shauna, before you answer that, Tessa, one of my favorite, actually not one of my favorite, the favorite compliment I and we get is when people say, I felt like I was there. It is the biggest compliment to 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 hear. Shauna, what? How do you prepare?
4: Mm, um, I gotta say, I'm probably a little more of a, like a improvisational style. Okay. <laughs> but now that I've been at Auburn a year, there are things that I can expect and know. Um, and so, like before, I used to cover like games with USA Today. I would try to just like at least peruse like a story. Like if a person was maybe gonna hit a milestone or something um, to try to just know that look out for them and maybe get some extra pictures of them so even if i miss the milestone actually happening i still have something of them at the event Mm -hmm. um but yeah i sort of am just drawn to certain things and i didn't i I feel like we kind of have things we're drawn to and then that innately becomes our style without us really meaning to like i tend to like really close up faces on faces and people have been like oh you do like this emotion thing so well and i'm like i do I don't think about it just to me, I just like getting really up close on faces, I guess, because it's part of, you know, kind of what you guys are talking about that access and being able to bring people into a moment that fans might not normally get to see, but when you can be there and see just like the pores on the face of the football player and the paint, like, I love that kind of like close gritty stuff.
0: It's good. So well, no, so what I'm kind of hearing is that you all bring context and atmosphere to the people at home. Mm. And that is something like Clark talks about a lot. I literally had a conversation with our other videographer yesterday about how with sports, that's such a big thing is bringing context and the atmosphere right into someone's living room. Because anybody can watch the game, but mm-hmm. you all are providing the outskirts good. to really bring it to life. Which is incredible.
1: So, real-time is really, really hard. Real-time is challenging. You can't let that great photo be stuck on your card when it needs to get to Twitter or Instagram. Uh, I know, um, Shauna, you've talked about the pressure of, of speed before. But have, have there ever been a, have there, has there ever been a moment where you missed an opportunity or because you stayed, you saw an opportunity when maybe your boss or somebody like a Joss Wetzel, he's like, I gotta have that photo, I gotta have that photo, but you instinctively (laughs) stayed and you got the photo that that you would have missed had you done the real time thing and gotten that photo off. Um, Any stories, any exciting stories from anybody?
4: I mean, I have the kick six at Auburn. No,
1: you don't. Oh, that's awesome.
4: Yeah, so I was technically supposed to be at the other end of the field, um, but I stayed because I was like, what if Auburn? I mean, probably not, but what if? And, yeah, I – so – but for – well, okay, there's pluses and minuses. I have the shot of him running towards me, but, um, like, nobody has the shot of him actually catching, like – the ball and the initial run so i probably could have gotten that but i love getting him running towards me so
1: that was you don't know if if you're if you're listening or watching you don't know we're gonna throw up a kick can can you give us the kick six photo we can throw on here yeah. Uh, l- later okay so if 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 you don't know the kick six it's when auburn uh, uh ran back a, f- a missed field goal from alabama to beat them in the last second mm-hmm. of the game it was one of the greatest sports moments in history not just because we're auburn fans but because it was one of the greatest in history and Thank the week the week before that i think we had an amazing play with georgia that was equally as unbelievable got that one too. <laughs> you got that one too that was my um, first
4: season in sports full-time. I had been at Southwest before that. This was after I tried to get back in and got with USA Today. And yeah, it was, that was the first uh, frame in that series. Actually, it was him tipping the ball. I was very, very fortunate. And that was one of those where I ran, that was before wireless. I ran back to the workroom, sent it out as fast as I could. And my boss who had been at Sports Illustrated um, texted me and he was like, this is amazing. And it felt like that moment of like, I made the right decision to go into sports. That's so awesome. that was, Amazing. sorry, I know that was, a, that yeah. was definitely an instance where I like got the moment, but then I ran as fast as I could to get it out. <laughs> yeah.
1: Incredible. Chamberlain, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump to you. And even if you, even if you don't tell the story of getting trucked by <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, your, your beloved, I don't even remember mm-hmm. his name, but we're going to throw that Harry. photo up. There you go. I remember. (laughs) (laughs) I think the whole world remembers. Yeah. Um, We're going to throw the picture up uh, here just so you can see the last. You took a photo like right at the last second, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, I can kind of explain that story if you want. Um, If if you're
1: okay with it, go for it. Yeah,
2: that's fine. Probably the most obvious answer to your question is when I was at the Georgia Auburn game in 2019, and I was on the sidelines. A play was about to happen, and I stayed in for a moment that I probably should have moved for, but I didn't know that at the time. Um, So I've got a great, you know, view of Jake Fromm throwing to Harrion and I never see it coming. Harrion catches the ball and kind of runs out of bounds and the whole time I'm taking photos, but in the process of all that happening, I do get hit. (laughs) Um, his knee bumps into my eye and my camera like flings up into my head. So, um, obviously I don't remember any of this. There are videos on YouTube where you can Mm -hmm. see it happen and that's the only way I, I know exactly what was going on. But, you know, I kind of flipped around, hit my head and I was knocked unconscious for several minutes, um, left that game on a stretcher did not get to finish it unfortunately um ended up in the hospital concussion the whole thing um but later when I'm back home and I'm on bed rest and you know I'm not really supposed to be checking my phone but my coworker who had taken my camera from the game and the incident had gone in to check my card and just see like, you know, what was on there? And he texted me and said, you got the photo. Like, here it is. This is the last photo in your, you know, in your role. And this is him like within a couple feet of you. And you can see like the panic in his eyes because he knows what's about to happen. And I clearly have no clue, but, um, Probably should have moved. Didn't know that then. Um, I'm a little bit more cautious now, but it was just one of those freak accidents and it could have happened to anyone. You know, it happened to Shauna the next year. Luckily, she did not end up with a concussion, but you know, it's just one of the uh, hazards of the job, I guess.
1: And it's, it's so really funny fun. that you two haven't met until today. And now you have yeah. both been, I didn't even know it was the word trucked, but you've both been trucked. Uh,
4: and I did have a mild concussion. It wasn't as bad. So I was like, I okay. didn't get knocked out, but because I didn't, I didn't think I had one. And people were like, mm-hmm. Oh, you're like that girl. I'm like, I know I get it. Like, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, that was like one of the things that struck me though, is like when I saw the photo that you posted that you were like, Oh yeah. And I got this before it happened. I was mm-hmm. like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm so glad yeah. you're okay and, and that shot.
1: Yeah, That's a good it's uh, you guys do. You guys are seriously in a way. You put. You're on the front lines of the field. Like you're putting yourself mm-hmm. in risk, and mm-hmm. we know that firsthand because we watched it on national TV, yeah. um, way back when. Um, Fred, mm-hmm. uh, hopefully you have a better story.
3: <laughs> come, on, uh, come on, Fred. The I'll just say it was a right moment and a right mm-hmm. time. It was 2016 after the Cavs had just won the championship. I um, am friends with Iman Shumpert. So he was like, hey, you know, come with me and take some pictures. Sure. And the pictures he was posting, he said the team actually liked them and he they wanted me to come to Santa Barbara uh, for their team camp. Now, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'm not thinking too much of it, you know, trying to play it cool. And then I walk in, I see LeBron, I'm like, oh, my God, it's LeBron, it's LeBron, it's LeBron. But the inside, I'm like, play it cool. You know, got to play it cool because nobody's really supposed to be here. And then I pull out my camera and they're like, hey, no pictures. Um, because it was like a, pre, you know, it was a pre, pre-season camp. So there's like no picture. And I'm just sitting there every day for three days with my camera, just waiting, waiting, waiting. The last day LeBron says, hey, come, you know, come get a picture. And I'm running. I'm running the half court, like hoping my settings are right. I'm like, please. i like, you only got a couple of seconds of their time. I take three pictures. The first one, Kevin loves looking off somewhere. The second one, I think like four people's eyes were closed. And the third one I took, everybody's eyes are open. Everybody's in focus. Everybody's looking my way. I'm just like, thank you, God. Finally got this picture. And it was just like, I was just the right moment, the right time. I'm glad it just was Everything was right because you know how it can be with our settings, and I was just glad it everything was perfect for that one. So I just had to stay. That was my stay in there moment because I really could have been like you know if I'm not taking pictures, I'll just stay at the hotel or something. No kidding, you know. But it was like no, I'm just gonna sit here and watch greatness play until okay. he says, hey, you know it's your turn, you know. So it was a good moment to kind of just be there. So
1: you've given us both awesome. spectrums. Everybody's given us both spectrums. It's like, like my mom says, y'all just y'all just go play games at, at and take pictures and shoot <laughs> videos at sporting events. You just go have fun. And then you've got cha- both uh, Shauna and Chamberlain here, like risking their lives. Um, so it's an incredible. It, I mean, honestly, it's incredible work that y'all do. Um, and I'm not a photographer. I'm, I'm more of a videographer. But it is next time anybody that's listening is watching a sporting event or or a news event for that for that matter and you see a photographer um hopefully you'll have a new appreciation for the incredible work that they do um that it's it's not easy it's hard especially when it's real time uh it's 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 way more challenging mentally physically emotionally sometimes um uh tessa you have anything you want to wrap with any thoughts
0: you no i just i've really enjoyed i had to deep dive in all your twitter feeds this week to prepare <laughs> and i just really enjoyed seeing all of your work and Excited to see what else y'all do. Yep.
1: Best of luck, Chamberlain at uh, at Mississippi State Bulldogs. Yeah,
3: you Good luck. Congratulations.
1: So wow,
4: awesome. congratulations. Thank you.
1: Um, if you don't follow, this is a great time to shout this out. If you don't follow <laughs> these three on Instagram, immediately, unless you're driving, immediately. It'll be yeah. in the show notes. It'll be in the show notes. You have to follow these three on Instagram if you want to be inspired and learn how to be a great st- storyteller through photography. Thank you so much from Tessa Thank and I for and from me. Will here reverb we'll see hopefully you soon in the sec i know we'll see fred very soon and maybe we'll see uh, chamberlain and shauna soon so fingers that's crossed. all for now we'll see you next week thank you,
0: guys. thank you so much for joining us this week on reverb roundtable as a photographer i learned so much from shauna chamberlain and fred i love how practical this episode was and i really hope that you found it as inspiring as i did just a reminder we have show notes We know that many of you are listening to this podcast while driving to work or while working on a project. So we are going to do the heavy lifting and compile notes for you. All you need to do is go to rvrb.cc forward slash podcast and subscribe to our email list. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode and we'll see you next week.